The show that takes you home. The Homestretch with Sterling Holmes on ESPN Kansas City. 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Welcome to the Homestretch ESPN Kansas City. Dylan Michaels behind the glass. Josh Briscoe joining us in studio. Spring is here because one day it's 70 and the next it's 45. And I keep looking at when I'm supposed to golf on Sunday and the weather has changed 16 times. So that's how I know spring is here. Supposed to rain in the next hour, also. What? Yeah, I just opened my weather app, and yeah, we're up to fifty. It, is that are you? Is it, is it right better? You, seriously? Yeah. No, it's for, it's forty eight. Supposed to rain later. I didn't know any of that. I um, literally, I did almost like put on a like a short sleeve button up or something today, mm-hmm. and then I did check my phone. I was like, oh, it's still maybe zip up weather, and, and I could have gone full hoodie today. I've yeah, been a little chilly. I went full sweater. With I like the sweater. The sweater, but I have a nice uh, button down underneath because I didn't meet with a mortgage broker today, and this is yeah. very mortgage broker sterling right now. Yeah, uh, I I like the sweater, but as we've discussed, I really I think corporate stew just makes yeah. me uncomfortable. I'm not friends with the corporate stew. I am friends with Sterling Holmes of the home stretch. Yeah. I like I like I like stew. You mean, maybe what it is is that I don't know if I like Sterling Holmes. <laughs> stew, stew's my guy. I love stew. Sterling with the with the mortgage broker meeting. Yeah, as a businessman. I don't man. know, man. I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. I'm a business man. All right. Uh, yeah, the Jay-Z. The Jay-Z Kansas quote. Sports yeah, yeah. Radio. Uh, we are going to get into the NFLPA grades a little bit later on in the show because I really want to dive down into this with you because I yeah. think it's a very concerning and also very – It was was Shady McCoy the only dude – I made I made a joke about the same that today. thing. I sure did. And Dylan did yesterday, so I'm glad we all have the same guy in mind. Yeah. I've made people mad with my takes on this already, so I'm, How about this? I'm pretty... uh, is Orlando Scandrick and LaShawn McCoy the only two dudes <laughs> – where did Mo Claiborne even get one of those note cards? <laughs> but I wanted to say something, and it's a little bit, I don't know if it's morbid, but you you, you start realizing how old you you're nervous, getting. Are you nervous about this, Dylan? Uh, yeah, I was just like finding you, the delete you, button. You know how you're getting older? Yeah. I'm 28 now, which I, I so know I. I know a lot of, hey. How old are you, Dylan? We've talked about this. 28. We, oh, no, wow. Well, well, so in two weeks, I'll be 28. Okay, when's your birthday, Sterling? April 25th, so we'll all be 28 at the same time. For like, for like a real narrow stretch. We It'll be about great. about a month, we're all going to be 28. We okay, can great. call it the home stretch. Uh, but mm. uh, it wasn't my best effort. But it makes 28 me... 28 years later is what we're going to call that specific week of home stretch. And we're going to try and really make it into a cop show. There's like three cops, and we, we I'll, all have... I'll share... I'll, if we all go in on it, I'll shave down to a mustache for our. You know I can grow a mustache. I think so. I can get one there. I have never seen Dylan's chin though, and right now the the beard is like pretty voluptuous right now for you. I can tell. I've I've also been letting mine go a little. You're really like you're about to get like a standoff with beards. I think his is really long right now, but yours is looking good. Yeah, beards is like what I aspire to be. His name is literally beards. Like (laughs) his, his nickname. Just tells you everything. You generally, I would say, have a little bit too much enthusiasm just across your life in general. But other than that, yeah. you're on the right track to become beards. All right. What I was going to say. Care a little less. Okay. Specifically about sports. I wish I could do that. I do need to. Uh, <laughs> yes, I need to get with beards on that. But you notice you're getting older in certain things. Because yeah. I still try to play sports because 
I, I, that's why I got into sports. I, yeah. I love playing. So I'm playing basketball yesterday, and we're playing against 24-year-olds. And I'm looking at these dudes like they are in the peak physical position, like just their entire life. They're yeah. going for a rebound, and I'm just like trying to box out. I'm like, you got that one, guy. Yeah, that one's yours. They're, they're, they're up there, you know, two hands above the rim, and I'm sitting there like, good for you. But what you don't have at that age is the real is the reality and the realization that three is worth more than two because you just shoot threes the whole time. <laughs> well, we, we we won the game and they're out here just just so much more athletic. They have no idea how to beat a two three zone. That's a high basketball IQ. That's right high there. basketball IQ. But what really set in was I hit seven threes in the first half. Second half I hit zero because I could not move. They're like maybe we should guard this guy. And I'm just sitting wow. there like, I'm not getting open. No. I, I told my team, I go, I did my job. Yes. I'm going to sit in a corner. You guys take over because my legs feel like jello. And that's how I know uh, I'm I'm really getting old. Do you, are, are you more concerned with the process of aging or with the action of dying, would you say? Oh, the process of aging. Cause I, I, really? I, oh, yeah. Who cares? If, you, if you're dead, I'm not going to know. I'm dead. Yeah. I don't remember how I. This is like the Joe Rogan podcast right now. We're all just sitting here with like spliffs. Just I don't. (laughs) That's not what I want to be doing. Um, But I like the idea of this show. I've had a well. There's a fun video that'll come out. I think later today or maybe tomorrow across the eight ten socials that will show where I was yesterday doing it. We got a video that's going to come out. It's very fun. You should check it out. I don't think I was too far off. I'll let you know. Uh, No, no, no. no. Just the (laughs) one real specific part of it. You were really far off on the rest of it. You're pretty close. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why I was dwelling on this yesterday, but I think at one point I had gotten to a level of being like, look, kind of exactly that. When you're gone, you're gone. People have their you know interpretations of what happens after you pass from this mortal coil, but none of us can truly say we know for sure as we stand here now, and so I can kind of let go of some of that, right? But I think the actual like process of, of knowing that you're dying is probably pretty trippy. But I didn't – when I was dying, I didn't really know I was dying. Oh, yeah, that's just the so, diabetes, yeah. That from the diabetes stuff. But I'm, I'm relatively comfortable, I think, with at least, like, the next five or ten years of aging. Like, I look back – like, here's, here would be a legitimate question for you guys. Would you – I'm sorry. Sometimes so – like I, really I love am. we got into this by, by me being like, yeah, I've lost a step playing basketball. Yeah. And Brisk is like, okay, so how do you think dying happens? Are you scared? <laughs> Like it's like you're about to like read a book for us. You're about to read like some self help book and be like, "Here's why you shouldn't." Seventeen reasons why with Josh Briscoe. Let me. Can I pay you a compliment that might not sound like a normal compliment, but really is one? Mm-hmm. I am at a point, I guess, where I feel very comfortable coming into this show yeah. and just knowing that. I, we can have a ten minute chat about something that's really been on my on my heart lately. You yeah, know? yeah, it's a it's a judgment free zone. Yeah, not even not even judgment free, but like I know <laughs> no I know, one's listening. Well, partially <laughs> partially that, but I know that like you know we, the three of us can all bounce the ball around a little bit. We can have a good time talking about something that's like serious, but isn't the serious stuff we're usually talking about. I do like I, the NFL PA report card. We should talk about. We should get oh, we there because it's fascinating. But would you guys hit a button right now that transports you like five years backwards in your life to relive those Hands five down, years? Yes, I wouldn't even think twice about it. Okay, I, I don't know because I I have a lovely girlfriend. Yeah, who I care about, and I okay, did not. So I, now you now I'm under the bus. Well, no, 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 no. You answered. I want. I think. I think the knee jerk reaction is what we should all okay. put out there, and then we can unpack. If it. I am thinking about that, 
Yes, I, but your knee-jerk reaction was yes, absolutely. Yeah, but I guess I can like good for you. The steps to meeting. Get doses. get some you roses, pal. I think you could. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you could. I think you could say like, all right, there are some things I want to try to accomplish again. But now you're you're kind of living in a rerun at that point, right? right. So like, yes. how much do you want to change? And really, not even. I don't even think about it. In this, I, I you know can change our answers. But I'm not even really thinking about it and like going back and like fixing your mistakes and stuff because I think everybody's got some of that stuff. Like, what would you do with time machine? All of those things. But, like, I I wouldn't go – let's say if you were going to hit this button and you go back in time five years and you just live, like, a week in that window. Mm-hmm. A week's not enough because I think most people would probably do it. To remember what it was I, like. I would for but sure I am, take a nap. I am for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> but, like, I am, I am more content with where my life is now than where it was five years ago and with who I am now than who I was five years ago. I would, I would, not, I would agree. I, I would not want five years ago me, who was doing radio at this station in this room right here. Sure. I would not want that guy to necessarily be doing radio here today, right? Like, there's a lot of a lot of growth and formation that happens through that. And so I think, like, you know, once the three of us all cross 30, I think we're probably just going to be pretty similar to how we are now with some slightly different you know, ripple effects of the things that change in the next couple of years. Well, I'm not like dreading 30, I guess. No, no. I, and the reason why I'm not is, so we talked about this yesterday. Dylan's doing. You already have such 30-year-old vibes. Oh, crazy. I'm literally wearing a sweater with a button down, yeah. and I, I, I'm I drinking black coffee that tastes like cigarettes. Oh, man. Uh, I'm over here suspended adolescence with my stocking cap sweatshirt. Yeah, he, he, yeah you're just sitting here. You're trying to be 16 yeah. again. You're, I'm wearing sweatpants I got off the internet with, like, seams in places they don't need to have seams and checkerboard vans. See, you guys are trying so cool. hard to hang on to your forgotten youth while I am f- fully embracing old man stew. So here's exactly – here's what I think it is about this that's so fascinating to me. I – God, I hope this is true. I, I don't think I ever go look at my closet or my open up my drawers and think, I'm going to grab an outfit that makes me look younger today or makes me even feel younger yeah. today. It's just what I'm grabbing now, and it's a little different than what it was five years ago or certainly ten years ago. And it's going to be a little different in five or ten years. I'm, there are clothes I've gotten rid of over the last five years, you know, and there's stuff that I've added to the rotation. And it's. I think as long as it's coming from a genuine place, you don't want to be chasing the youthfulness, you know? Mm. Sterling Smirk made me realize that we've once again gotten pretty deep here. <laughs> but these are the things I think about when I'm not necessarily, like, being, you know, trying to, like, get ready for the Big 12 tournament. And if you want to learn more... Buy Joshua Briscoe's book, The 17 Reasons on Why Mortality Should Not Scare You and yeah. Why Chasing Youthfulness is Not an Issue. Yeah. At, where, where can you buy it at? Do you think, do you think I'm <laughs> going to write a book? I'm asking you this because I've wondered this myself. And then I want to ask if you think you're going to write a book. Okay. Uh, I do not think you're going to write a book. I don't think I'm going to write a book either, but I think about writing a book a lot. I, that, that's, my, it would be. that's where I think you're at. I yeah. feel like you don't have the, the patience. I don't. You're so right. And I don't have the patience, I don't think, but I think as I age, yeah. I will, because I have a great idea for a book. It's a psychological thriller. It's 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 cool. I'll read your book, man. It's cool. Will you do an audio book for me? It's like James no, Patterson. That we're going for? No, 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 no. We're we're getting real trippy with it. We're we're trying oh, to break really? barriers, baby. Okay. Oh, we're we're man. not we're not talking like John Grisham. Nothing. like No, that. come on, come on. I, oh, okay. so I'll give Grisham his credit. He, this he, isn't a murder mystery. This isn't a. Oh, so, okay. it's not it's a, not a murder mystery. This is psychological. This is. Oh, we're 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 getting we're getting, we're getting into it. Both. 
But we're sure. we're high, you, high IQ. What is your? Do you have a plot? I can't say it now. Someone's going to steal it. Mm, okay. It's going to be a twelve-year plan. Okay, yeah. when Hopefully I'm forty, George, uh, George R. R. Martin isn't listening. If you think I'm writing anything like George R. R. Martin, you're out of your gourd. Well, he's also not writing any more books. That's so. true. Do you think I know anything about d- dragons? Did the dragons ever come? I never watched that show. You mean in real life, or you mean in Game of Thrones? The Game of Thrones. I forgot. Dragons were definitely definitely did come at some point in life. I mean, we all saw that. I yeah. saw somebody mention this on Twitter. It, think about how bad everyone's eyesight must have been pre glasses. Because you have all these people with bad eyes and no real eye care. So, so you think they were like seeing giant birds, and then so, they just wrote down, "Oh, is that, is that a dragon?" Uh, yeah, I yeah. Can't see, yeah, like th- especially especially at sea. You really could like there could be a manatee out there you see the tail of and you've got some and you think of, and you think Loch Ness, it's Loch Ness monster, monster. Yeah. you've got you've got well they also the 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 theory was that um, manatees are what originally the concept of mermaids came from so if if you're a you know you're in the old old that's you're a the old thick mermaid you're the old ripe old age sturdy mermaid you're the ripe old age of seventeen you're sailing the you're sail, sailing the seven seas your eyes are you've got 2040 vision or whatever, uh. and you see a tail out there. You've got uh, uh, what's the when you don't have enough citrus and what else? Uh, oh, scurvy, scurvy, scurvy. You've got scurvy and cataracts and like a <laughs> eighth grade reading level as well at absolute best. And, and you you haven't seen a, a you know human lady since you left shore. All of a sudden, you <laughs> see some movement out there, and your imagination takes a hold. And you've been boozing all day, and we're not yeah. and we're not talking about the booze. I just went on a bourbon tour, and we're not talking about this high quality, like we know what no. we're doing now. No, no you're, you're drinking bourbon that they're like, let's just throw some things in here, call yeah. it a day, and Paint that's thinner. also probably what helped cause yes. the blindness. That's why they call it uh, what, white lightning. What, what are some other names yeah. for, for like a little moonshine? moonshine. Yeah, no, I, I think I think we call them also the cataract maker um, because it's just going to compound the fact that you are not really receiving all that stuff at full level. Where? How did we get to that one? Dragons. 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 So anyway, think about it in the Middle Ages. Like, you know, no one's got a telescope or anything. Everyone's eyes are probably kind of bad. By the way, did you see Venus and Jupiter last night? They were the no. closest they were going to be, I think, in our lifetime. Damn, they, I got to live could, longer, I they guess. Were vi- they were very bright. And they're I love really cool space stuff. Yeah, I've got a little app on my phone where you can like kind of you can hold it up and it will kind of tell you like what you're seeing. You should have looked at it, it last is. night. I didn't know about that. You got to text me about. I texted my family. Okay, cool. I, to know I that tweeted I guess it I'm too, but actually... apparently no one cares about that. Yeah, my my tweet about uh, the old days in Chiefs Kingdom when Marcus Mariota threw a touchdown to himself gets 1,300 likes. And I go, guys, really cool thing with Venus and Jupiter gets two. I'm like, oh yeah, this is also a great a, an echo of the lesson that I was learning for myself in explaining this segment. Um, the stuff that gets the action on Twitter is never really the stuff you want to get the action on Twitter. I know. I don't even know if I tweeted. I had no, I didn't. My drafts folder is full of mostly music takes because I know what the reaction's going to be, and it's going to be either people making fun of me, which is fine, or more crushingly, people completely ignoring it. Mm. And I don't, I, I don't, I care about my music takes so. So I don't want to – here's one of them. Okay, we're playing a new game on the home stretch. Remind me this next week and I'll do another one, okay? Sure. Josh reads a tweet that's in his drafts. Uh, that one I have different uh, – yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yes. I don't know. Yeah, Can I one see this one? one? Is... No, no, no. This, I was deleting one that I – it was about Eric Bieniemy. I don't, it's not, it wasn't funny. It was just I, I saved the drafts instead of actually tweeting it. I don't know why. 
And then I've got some ones from the KU game where my internet just wasn't working. This draft just says Eric. <laughs> uh, here, But here's here's the – oh, man, I got two bangers. I got a banger for this week and a banger for next week. Are you guys familiar with the, with the band 100 Gex? I didn't think so. This is why I thought for sure this is going to be a this is a tweet that was going to bomb because I don't think my audience knows. But my tweet is: I really like the new 100 Gex song, but I don't think I'm ready to be a 100 Gex person. Is that allowed? I feel like a big 100 Gex fan is probably just Gen Z insane clown posse. It, and see, I think that tweet, someone who's going to like hear the podcast of this or someone watching on Facebook or whatever, someone somewhere just went 100 Gex is. G- just Gen Z ICP. Oh my God, what a great point! And everyone else is. When are you going to talk about the Royals? Yeah. Well, and you we, and Dylan are on the Royals. We're side. we're we're or the Chiefs NFL PA grading system, which I've been waiting for you. But before we do that, well, we can take a break. And we're going to take a break. A and before we take a break, I have to bring up something real serious. Segment. This this is a legitimately uh, hurt. I felt hurt. Oh no. Um, I had an RSVP from Briscoe's wedding, and, yeah. and I was thrilled. I go, oh, my gosh, the fact that Briscoe found it in his heart yeah. to invite me. And on the invite list, honestly. I go to the website. I type everything in. I type my name in because you have to put your name in to see if you actually have an RSVP. Yeah, I didn't even know this. I, I didn't have to RSVP for mine. And let me see word for word because I don't want to uh, say anything wrong here. Let's not give out that URL, okay? Oh, of course not. Sterling Holmes is not on the guest list. <laughs> and I just, it goes, you can view the public schedule. Oh, can I? Can I view yeah, the, public the public schedule? schedule say? And I was just sitting, so I texted Briscoe, yeah. and I said, Nine Inch Nails wrote the song Hurt for this exact moment, because yeah. I am hurt by you. The idea of doing the bait and switch fake wedding invite for you would have been outrageously good, but I it, I, it sounds like you got to figure it out. But did Renee just like spell your name wrong? Well, I didn't do anything. Stu. I, I I closed out of it in a rage, and I was just <laughs> I was like Briscoe got me, and I go all right. Let me try one more time before bed. One more time. One more try. One more try, and it goes congratulations or whatever whatever it says. You're in. And I could have actually brought as many guests as I wanted. It, it lets oh, me really? go. It lets me go. unlimited numbers. Yeah, we could have talked about that probably. And I could have just gone up to like a hundred and just been like, "All right, I'm taking a whole bunch of random people." Yeah, that would have yeah, a little, like, <laughs> listener, little listener party kind of thing. It had been a listener party. I, I would have. I was gonna start raffling them off. Put them on Twitter. That's I was gonna good. put it on That's Twitter, really and uh, I was gonna find a way to make money of it too. Obviously, because yeah, you um, should. You should sell tickets. Maybe take a fifty-fifty raffle. You take <laughs> half the money. Half the money goes to charity, and the charity is. The home stretch. Yeah, it's, it's getting the home stretch KC uh, more listeners, which I'm sure this first segment, uh, the ones we did have. There's a real specific type of person that has loved the last 18 minutes of radio. And then there's a really general type of person <laughs> that isn't listening anymore. So we don't have to cater to them. Think about it. We'll take a quick break, come back, hit on the NFL PA report card, home stretch ESPN Kansas City. Welcome back to the home stretch, ESPN Kansas City. For those of you still listening, we finally we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're we are gonna talk actual sports. What do you think happens after we die? <laughs> Briscoe in the uh, break just goes, 
this show is cheaper than therapy. It is. And it's and a good point. Therapy, do therapy also, but, like, I know I got this hour once a week to come in here and just kind of talk about, you know, what's really on my heart. Yeah. Like, that's a really important thing. How are you feeling? How does this show make you feel? Um... This show makes me feel pretty good most of the time. Um, I, I generally am feeling I'm feeling pretty good. I think kind of grand scheme of things. You know, if I was really going to break down the day to day, I'd I'd probably have to go into some more detail. But um, generally speaking, you know, if I had to give my life in general right now a grade, I'd say it's probably like a BB plus, which is way better than what the grade is for the Kansas City Chiefs. I didn't forget how to do radio. Twenty nine out of thirty two teams is where they ranked on the NFL PA, which is the NFL Players Association report card. Uh, we're going to go through this list right here. I'm actually on the legitimate NFLPA page right now, so I think this is the best tool to go to. Real quick, just to make sure that you and me and anyone listening right now is playing along on the same page, there is the like the main splash page that has every team's rankings and just their, their, their grades, and that's sortable. But if you click on the team name on that side, you get the entire team's report card. I mentioned that because we did not figure that out until there were like five minutes left in the show yesterday as this was breaking. <laughs> Outstanding as the first thing I figured out was the breakdown one. So yes. uh, sometimes that, that was a little what? Left brain, right brain. We figured we're, it out. We're, we're keeping the, we, the – We uh, got there. And the, the more detailed Chiefs report card certainly has a lot more detail. The psychoanalysis continues in yes, this show. Yes, it does. Uh, but the Chiefs ranked 29th out of 30. Uh, and 32. Uh, 32, sorry. And one of the things that was interesting was only 50 per, 56% of respondents believe that club owner Clark Hunt is willing to invest the money to upgrade the facility, ranking him 27th in this category. I found this fascinating because I don't think he's the richest owner, mm-hmm. but from all accounts, everyone's always talked glowingly about Clark Hunt. Uh, a lot of former players, uh, you know, people in the team organization itself in the front office, it feels like everyone always points to Clark Hunt and the Chiefs as an example of how to run an organization. My first, I guess, reaction when I saw this list, and especially this uh, direct aspect towards Clark Hunt, was surprise, astonishment. Uh, I know we joked about it. You know, was it LaShawn McCoy or Orlando Scanner that did it? But my thought process is, who were the people who were actually asked in this? Who were the amount of players who were asked in this? Because... This does not line up with what the general perception of this team and himself. Um, there, there's some sort of disconnect here. Yeah, I I think in part it's the value of this report card, and also it, it is one of the questions you have to kind of try to finagle and, and get the details out that you can. Um, but there are 1,300 respondees across the board. So that averages about 40 players per team. Now that includes the practice squad guys or whatever. You know, you can expand that out to. 65 players per team on the roster or so, um, and then about 40, again, on average, let's say 40 of them respond. I think that the the point of a thing like this, the NFLPA's like stated goal was team players have been asking for years for kind of a free agency guide. You hit free agency and you want to know how these the inner workings of these teams actually go on. And not just, you know, information that you have if you if you had a friend who was there on that team recently and maybe isn't there anymore. So uh, the idea of this existing for players makes a ton of sense. I think that there is at least an argument for anonymous feedback being viewed as more valuable than at-the-podium feedback, right? And I also think the specific respondents certainly matters. That This also is reflected, we can talk about the training staff stuff, because I think that ends up being the, the biggest takeaway for me at least. But Andy Reid and Brett Veach 
have absolutely no choice, even if they wanted to say in their heart of hearts that Clark Hunt is cheap and doesn't upgrade the hasn't upgraded the facilities enough since becoming a perennial Super Bowl favorite. Um, they're not going to say that publicly, even if they believe it. I'm not saying they do. I have no idea. But the same goes for Patrick Mahomes. That's a part of this franchise in a big way. The type of guys, whenever you start looking at, again, locker room quality, the feeling of um, the, the environment in the training room, not the, both the physical and the metaphysical, I suppose, <laughs> um, and the cheapness of the owner – if I don't, I'm not trying to like put a name on anybody because I legit have no idea who did actually respond to this. But let's say last year, Derek Naughty says, "Yeah, no, I I did not see this this way. I did not get this treatment this way." But Travis Kelsey in this year's playoff run gives all these shout outs to Clark Hunt, the training staff, and all that. Are the players getting more or less equal treatment? I think sure. is an interesting question. Um, and look, I mean, I've I've been in college locker rooms and I've been in the Chiefs locker rooms. And they get blown out of the water by any Power Five locker room. Like that, that type sure. of stuff is relatively evident. And in the NFL, you don't have to upgrade that way to woo recruits and everything. But if you pull your players and you find out they're not enjoying the, the facilities that you have, that you're behind the curve, as the Chiefs are in a lot of these categories, I think that tells you something about information we were never going to get publicly because no player is ever going to go out and trash their current team's owners. Yes. Uh, I, I want to point out this here, isn't a trashing. No, no, no. Clark Hunt might be a little bit cheap on some of this stuff, and he shouldn't be. He has no reason to be. Uh, one of the things that I found interesting was, according to this report, it said several players had negative opinions about head trainer Rick Burkholder. Yeah. And I want to I want to say this in the right way. You just pointed out Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, some of the elite guys gave them and their staff a complete shout out. But this goes on to say, feeling he does not treat players fairly and consistently or with personal care. So what that could lead you to believe, just based if we're, again, hypothetically speaking. We're we're connecting some dots Connecting some dots here. That maybe there is something where it's the elite guys get focused on more and some of the guys who um, aren't Mahomes, aren't Travis Kelsey, aren't the top of the line dudes might get pushed to the back burner. Yeah, and that's kind of correlated with the idea of of 77% feel they have enough ATC, 61% feel they have enough PTs. Those are both fourth worst in the league in terms of respondents having enough staffing for the training areas. They get a D-plus there, and then the staff itself gets the D-minus, and I want to give this this part of it as well here. Um, rated the lowest among training staffs across the NFL. Responses to the survey called for things like, quote, a more welcoming environment. And then again here with the lowest rating and concerning qualitative response, qualitative response responses, we learned that players' key concerns are with head trainer Rick Burkholder, not the rest of the training staff, which is generally well liked. That part is fascinating to me because for um, Mahomes, it was Julie Freimeyer mm-hmm. and um, I think it was David. I will I will go pull up the tweet and make sure we get the rest of the staff right because though that the, who that was the guy who had the um, Travis Kelsey back yes. issues all brought up to speed. Now Juju Smith Schuster tagged Rick Burkholder in one of his tweets about the training staff getting him ready for, in time for the Super Bowl. Um, David Glover was the uh, the trainer who, who Kelsey gave the shout out to. Um, that's in addition to Tiffany Morton and Evan Kraft. That's just the the staff around Rick Burkholder there and. It is a fascinating thing to me for for the culture in that regard to apparently just be as reviewed the worst in the league. That's yeah. just, that's the empirical stuff. And again, these three bullet points, I think these are the biggest red flags in the whole group. Yeah, player respondents expressed beliefs and opinions that 
They feel discouraged from reporting their injuries. They do not feel they get the level of personal care that they should, as we talked about. And they fear retribution for speaking up for better care. The NFL, for all of the, you know, Tua talk from last year and everything culturally the NFL has been working on trying to, to fix a little bit, you cannot have players who feel it so strongly that they're telling the NFLPA that they feel discouraged from reporting their injuries. That is a total non-starter. That cannot be happening in the NFL. Do you think there's anything to McCall Hardman's injury plan of factor here where it, it felt like we By didn't know? By the timeline know... of this, it wouldn't be because the responses here were basically exactly a year ago. Okay. The, the responses so, for this were taken, I think it was um, March to April 2022. So McCall Hardman wouldn't be into this equation, but I do think it's fair to bring up at least could the, there be some merit now because of the McCall Hardman injury? We have no idea what was going on for so long, so much um, was clouding that. Then he goes into a game, gets injured again. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Sammy Watkins had anything to do with this, with the hamstring, the perpetual hamstring injuries. Again, it's not like Sammy Watkins has been the pinnacle of health throughout his entire career, but I think plays a factor here. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're going back uh, a good ways here, but let's think of Eric Berry. Right. The Eric Berry situation Eric Berry brings one to mind. Justin ones, Houston. People, Tom Bahali even a little bit, yeah. Um, but specifically Berry in Houston. Um, I, I think there might be... There might be something to that, but I I think that the most important element of it, and again, we do not have the number of respondents from each team, which I think matters. If we knew the Chiefs had 60 votes on this thing, there is not much dancing around it you can do. If we find out that the Chiefs are on the lower end on respondents, that might matter. But when you're talking about an average across the board of 40 players per team responding, there is a, a bit of a consensus on that. Where, there, it, where, again, it's not even just mismanagement of injuries. Like, specifically with Hardman's, again, it wouldn't have been in this report. But there, there are a couple of logical paths to how McCole Hartman's injury could have played out the way that it did. And it was just unfortunate that he wasn't able to be healed before surgery. He got the surgery in the postseason now, or in the offseason, after he was put back on IR, is what it is. I don't, I don't have nearly enough details to make a judgment on that, but it, it, that one seems reasonable. When you have a consensus... And again, maybe that's your dudes in the trenches on both sides. It's the guys down your depth chart a little bit. No one sour apple is going to tweak this whole thing unless the Chiefs had significantly, significantly fewer responses than the rest of the league on average. Yeah, because if one dude put an F and one dude put an A, that's still a C in the scheme of things. The fact that you are a D-minus leads you to believe maybe everyone gave you an F and one dude gave you a D. And and for like something like the strength coaches, they're tied for seventeenth with an A minus. Yeah. Because across the league there are pretty good responses for teams and their strength coaches. Don't tell that to the Ravens, who today are melting down on Twitter as they're talking about their former guys and <laughs> some changes they've made, and that seems like an absolute mess. Yeah. But this isn't just like a long list again of of sour grapes. We talked about this in the zone today and we can have our argument, I suppose, about like if it's reasonable to expect NFL teams to offer daycare for, for NFL families. But 21 teams do, and the Chiefs don't. So you're in the minority there as a team who doesn't. Yeah. I think that is a relatively minor aspect compared to the things like the training room, the training staff. An F in team travel, I know people are going to go, oh, great, you know, oh, you're, you're flying coach on a, on a private jet, you know, you're in the back of the plane. But when you've got dudes uh, having roommates on the road and wondering if Orlando Brown Jr. has a big enough seat or not, that doesn't seem totally unreasonable to me, even though I do think that is the less weighted stuff. With that in mind, the treatment of families and the strength coaches, that was a B and an A- in those two categories, respectively. This is not 
25 dudes who put Fs down on every single thing and then mailed them in. So if you want to, like, fundamentally try to poke holes in the poll altogether, I guess you could. I'm not saying you're doing that. I'm kind of going, you know, generally speaking. I guess you could, but I think that would be doing yourself a disservice because this is the most – this is the largest survey of this sort we've ever seen. And it's sorted out by teams in a way that the NFLPA is hoping will be helpful. Also, you have teams like the Vikings, who are very well graded across the board. It's not like these are just all doomed from the start. And so I think there's just so many interesting layers to all of this. And, and a lot of it, honestly, ends up being pretty embarrassing for the Chiefs. Not not all the worst across the board, but pretty bad. It's also potentially, because I saw, and I'm saying this jokingly, but the first like couple sentences, it says it's wanting to become a new like free agency guide for mm-hmm. these players. So... Mm-hmm. What if it's just like, hey, let's bury the Chiefs because they're clearly the best team in football. So all their, I'm kidding. It's only, I'm right. totally joking. And it's, but it's like we sent in all A's and <laughs> yes. they were just like F, F, F. Everybody, F, everybody else put in glowing reviews except for the commanders. We're not even going to ask you guys to lie like that. Everyone would see right through our facade right. at that yeah. point. D- Dylan, we're, 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 he's just taking it back from the first segment saying let's just keep let's going. Let's just think about this in a yeah. different way. Yeah. foil hats on. The, the one thing I will say I found, again, interesting when it comes to Rick, Bold, Rick Burkholder and that, that staff right there they were ranked below a team yep. that punctured a guy's lung mm-hmm. the yes. chargers who have been perpetually injured the past decade whose training room is a waiting room <laughs> good point and somehow they were ranked higher than the chiefs like everyone, so, to so, be clear everyone, everyone was ranked was. higher than the chiefs but the, including the lung puncturers the the <laughs> I went back last night and looked up the top ten most injured teams last year. And obviously, since we're last, we're all behind them. But, like, Ravens are on there. Patriots are on there. Like, the most reported injuries in 2021 and 2022, like, Chiefs aren't even sniffing that list, but we're dead last in training staff. Because yeah, they which, clearly don't like one person. Right, and I, I do think that there's that, that does become the interesting thing, especially when they go out of their way to note, hey, we actually like this staff. Yeah. That, that there is something sort of, uh, I don't know, culturally going on there. Or, again, like, I I, I don't know Rick Burkholder. I, the couple of very few times I've, we've gotten to hear from him, he seemed nice enough. I don't know him. You cannot have a head trainer who, who even has the appearance of discouraging players from reporting their injuries. Like, that is just a... It's just know, it's weird. It's it feels impossible. like we're more on the safe side of injuries where we hold yeah. guys out longer than we should. Yeah. yeah. Like Mahomes wanted to go back on the field with his kneecap on the side of his leg. And right. Rick Burt Colder's staff was the one that told him, you cannot go back <laughs> that, out there. That was Mahomes giving him an FC. I wanted to go back out there and yeah, he wouldn't right. let me. <laughs> it's, well, it's, interesting. Right. it's an interesting point, Dylan, because I and I wonder if any of that ends up playing into, again, that culture of like actually just kind of downplaying some of this stuff. The number of times this year that Jarek McKinnon showed up on the injury report with just half of his body listed, that kind of thing. Like, yes, I, I do. Well, I'll tell you what. You know what I know for a fact? I know for a fact that Tyron Matthew was playing with a broken thumb that was never disclosed publicly. And the first time he disclosed it was in a tweet to me. So I know that one for sure. Like in that Washington game when he missed the the sack on Taylor Heineke that then started a, the worst week of Twitter that I've ever experienced, at least until the modern era. Um, <laughs> like that was news. He was like, yeah, I was, I was playing with a broken thumb. I was like, well, that probably – like did Rick Burkholder know that? Did the Chiefs know that and not list it? Or did the Chiefs not know about it because guys are keeping stuff to themselves? I don't know the answer to that, but that just dawned on me um, because that was a wild one. Yeah. Did, 
One of you already asked the question whether or not they have to be active with that current team to yes. make a vote for that they, team. It, ha- it was only on the team then that you were on. So you can't that prior be like a per- okay. Right. Oh, uh, okay. So, so when it, it again, I believe I could not find the the description of this again, but I'm like 99 percent sure it was it was March to April, or in one of it was it was how would it have been fair? It would have been March to April 2022 when these were all taken, and it was only on the team, only about the team you were on the year prior. If you had guys switching teams, maybe it was just the team you've been on most recently. I don't sure. know the so semantics. Did Tyreek Hill bury us in his report? Uh, but again, one he guy... Might been, he might not have been traded by that point. Yeah, but, but the thing then, is, one guy wouldn't sway it that much. No. Right. That's what we're trying right. to say. If here's, you get 40 guys... And then here's the other thing, too. There's 300... I looked it up because they said they did 1,300. There's yep. 1,600 and some change active players. So they left yep. out about 350. They didn't th- get responses from about 350. Oh, okay. They got, re- they got 1,300 oh, okay. back, essentially. Yeah. So I thought that they were picking and choosing. And maybe, and it would be smart to do this if you are getting a poll like this, is to exclude maybe the top 10 highest paid players on said team yeah. when you're doing this. Yeah, so yeah. I, that's what I was thinking going into that number was they specifically left that out. I didn't know that they just didn't answer. Yeah, that uh, so was the 1,300 of our players provided information to share with one another about their current club to not only help them make important career decisions, but also help raise standards across the league. That is that is the straight-from-the-website phrase from the NFLPA. So. How bad is food service and nutrition around the NFL when the Chiefs are a D-plus but that's tied for 18. That's that my favorite crazy. part. The whole report card was like seeing a terrible grade, and it's tied for 16th. Yeah, You're just that like, was insane. Uh, what do they serve them? Is it just like, you know when you were in elementary school and it was just just whatever that, that chicken patty was? Yes. They're just getting chicken patties and Tony's frozen pizzas? It's like, so this was just, I remember the Bengals being very low. They had an F-, minus. they're uh, tied for last at 30th in their food category. One of three teams in the NFL that doesn't provide dinner to players. One of only two teams to not provide vitamins to players. Only team that doesn't provide supplements to players. This is like, again, I know there's like a, there's like a kind of a chunk of people that's immediate thing is going to be, oh, how much are you going to complain about this job paying you millions of dollars? That's, that is a failure. That is a dereliction of <laughs> Just duty. You're, 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 you're you trying to, to make work. these guys right. healthier and better at their job. Like, right. like good, I know this is the most annoying thing in the world because every company tries to do this now, and now they're not. But remember when the big phase for companies was to be like Google. Google, baby. Microsoft. And yep. we got beanbags everywhere and, and Wii remotes and, you know, all kinds of different video games. It's like yeah. you want to go into work even though you're getting paid by this place. Like, that's the reason why you want to keep going in. Yes. Stay there because there's plenty of other teams that offer just the same salaries and probably more, actually, if they're bidding for you. And uh, so, like, here for the Cardinals, along that same line, uh, also tied for last, F-. minus. If players would like dinner, it will be boxed up for them. But players reported that the team will charge you via payroll deduction. This is apparently the only club that does this. Players reported that if you work out at the facility after the season is over, the team charges you for every meal eaten at the facility. Again, apparently the only team in the league that does this. The Ravens, you said? The Cardinals. Cardinals, okay. You want your players to come in on off days to work out, to watch film, to be in the facilities. Like, if we if we racked up all the meals that Patrick Mahomes has eaten at Arrowhead outside of the strict hours of here's your post-practice meal, I bet it's a freaking lot. And wouldn't you want your food to be good, your environment to be good, where people want to be there? Like, again, that just to me, you don't have to fully be Google or Pixar or whatever, and it, not, every, not every chair has to be replaced with a beanbag chair, but wouldn't you want your... Wouldn't you want your players to have a good feeling towards your organization? 
both on a practical level and also like knowing that they're going to take good care of your family. That going back to the Bengals here, knowing that you're not going to have breastfeeding mothers sitting on the public restroom floor to nurse their babies. A direct quote from the Bengals report. Wouldn't you wouldn't you just like to think that the organization that you work for is going to like try to have your family's back, try to have your back and maybe not nickel and dime every meal you get out of the calf? Like that's crazy. Before we get some overarching thoughts specifically with Kansas City. Yeah. The last two things I thought was just hilarious was on the what's the overarching category here? The training room. Yeah. There is a steam room, there is a sauna. 91% feel it is big enough. And then on tubs, they have a section for tubs. Yes. 78% of players really have enough hot tub space. I'm just sitting here like, you know what? I would like a hot tub. Mm-hmm. I would like a sauna. How dare you complain about this? So this is, this <laughs> when is, does this the is 810 report card get passed out? Because we could, we could get hot tubs. Oh, yeah, we could get hot get tubs, sauna, sauna steam room. Steam room. We could uh, say I, we want that stuff. I don't but, think I have a, a, yeah. enough uh, PTs, please. I need more personal trainers here. The, ste- the steam room was actually just the control room down there before the AC got fixed. <laughs> we had that temporarily and got complaints. And so frankly, we I, frog. I, I, might, <laughs> I might say the food service is pretty good. The nutrition is pretty, pretty poor, though. Yeah, we, that's we get fair. a decent amount of free food in the break room. We got pretzels today. We got pretzels today. Not exactly fueling the temple, but man, it was delicious. It was delicious, pretzel boys. And I will also say, I didn't get any when I came in. Yeah. It was gone. So it was, it was almost completely gone when I, I got I have Girl my Scout little... cookies, so See, I tell you what, I'll tell you though, what. But the food that's, service, that's pretty that is, high. That is coming out of your paycheck, by the way, those Girl Scout cookies. They, they are. Yeah. Not as directly. No, no, I not directly. This was a, a side a side hustle deal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you bought them with the money that you make. Yeah. I think but, it's fascinating. But some overarching thoughts here. Yeah, hit me. With these numbers being as low as they are, we've talked over the previous couple off-seasons about how why haven't this guy or why hasn't this guy come to Kansas City when there was a similar offer? Mm-hmm. Earlier on, it was actually Judas Smith-Schuster. Yep. He finally signed the issue, but the year before, he said, I got offered more money and did not come here. Yep. We've seen multiple guys get, at least we've been in contact, just, just you know, the, the team has been in contact with the players, but they went other places. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much this is going on behind the scenes. The players may have already known this, and that was factoring into, into the decision. And us, in the media, and as fans, we had no idea. Yeah. I've wondered this, too. And, and I think that the, the easy counter-argument is going to be, well, look at the guys they have gotten, and hey, look, once again, as is the case in so many places, having Patrick Mahomes offsets a lot of your ills. Mm-hmm. So if you're a wide receiver who's thinking – well, it doesn't make me feel very good that they apparently all really actively dislike their head trainer. But as long as I don't have, you know, some injuries popping up, I'm going to go play with Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to catch passes from the best quarterback in football, and I'm going to maybe win a Super Bowl, hit free agency again, that, that kind of thing. But with this being a project that the NFLPA is actively working on across the league, I think it matters more. And I, I think also because of that, I, I think the NFLPA's goal of, like, standard raising is probably going to be met because – Eventually, someone's going to get to ask Clark Hunt about it, and I don't think Clark Hunt wants to be the cheapo owner whose whose players don't actually like uh, his willingness to to upgrade their facilities. The Chiefs should have nicer locker rooms in KU football, and yeah. KU football is about to get some sick new locker rooms. And, K- and, and Arrowhead is not going to get that kind of renovation, nor are the practice facilities. Where well, they well, live. Let's be real, though. By the way, and you mentioned a little bit. They're not trying to woo players. They're, it's not a recruiting game. I get, well, I have, get to an extent. It is, but, but it's a little more open now. But 
in, in college football, you have to, and not only that, you get a lot of extracurricular money. Or I don't know why I said money so funny. Like I said, like it was like, like a, a villain from like a James Bond movie. Some extracurricular money. But I don't know what that voice was either. But but I I, I think there's there's something different in college football if you're a power five. Tons of, tons of even stuff. the SEC, you redo yours every couple of years. Right. Like it's a game. In the NFL, you're you're not necessarily competing to the same extent as you are in college football when it comes to these facilities. It's also not your money spent exactly. on these things. It's boosters. And this is actually the part of it that actually kind of pisses me off. Because the money that you're getting for those renovations is coming from boosters. Now, these are incredibly rich people. I'm not saying this is money that's being taken out of the taxpayer's pocket, by and large. No which, welfare money. Which Clark Hunt like is going to be working on. I mean, yeah. the, any new stadiums that get built and renovated in pro not, stadiums not, not, do not, get subsidized. Not stealing. Tax dollars. Where, where, where tax dollars become a part of yeah, the... Right. We, call it, we don't call it stealing. We call it subsidizing. Ah. Um, and so that's so really far from subsidizing. Right. Okay. Clark Hunt and, and John Sherman are going to be asking for public funding in part for their new stadium and, and stadium renovations, respectively. I guess maybe in the inverse of the name. Or say did this. Everyone knows this. And everyone does it. All the pro owners do that. But the thing about it is you have boosters funding it at the college level. You have billionaires owning these teams worth individually worth billions of dollars in a for-profit company. They are making money on that. So you you could say, well, why why would Clark Hunt, you know, invest in better locker rooms if he's going to get free agents anyway? It's it's just money out of his pocket. That's also the salary they're paying for Frank Clark's dead cap hit this year, which isn't actually new money. That's prorated, so they've already paid it. But like. The money we're talking about Carlos Dunlap money, not against the salary cap, just to give the Chiefs a huge facelift in the locker room. That's something that I would like billionaires for profit to be willing to do to improve their work environments for their players, and in this case, their employees. I, I don't, I just don't think it's unreasonable um, in this this business that is a business where Clark Hunt is has and is making lots of money. I, I guess just final thoughts before we're gonna break because I do want to come back and play this or that live in the show up, okay? We're going to liven the gamut here. We're going to liven this show up. My main takeaway here is this is something to monitor. I want to look more into before I come to a final judgment, but I do think to an extent it, it is at least my initial reaction fairly damning against a couple aspects of the front office for Kansas City and sometimes public perception is not the same as what actually is going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Some people are great at PR. Some people are just good people uh, in the media. But when it comes down to it, how are they actually treating the team, the players? Uh, is there any sort of nefarious acts going on behind the scenes? We will never probably truthfully know the, the answer, but I do think this is a step in the right direction, especially if you are a player. The NFLPA, I think, did a good job putting this out there. It's getting a lot of traction. If they want to have some successes going further, this is the way to do it. I agree. I agree with that. Because an individual guy going out there, if Patrick Mahomes went to the podium and said, i got to speak up for my guys here, we can't do this with Rick Burkholder anymore. Which, again, I don't know that Patrick Mahomes thinks that. I'm just putting the hypothetical there. If Mahomes comes out and says that, or certainly if one Chiefs player tweets out, our owner's cheap because he won't uh, give us new locker rooms, that dude's going to get crushed. If Mahomes himself does does that, it is going to be dissected as a decision to make. But when you have 1,300 NFL players putting out this much information and this much feedback, I do hope and I do actually think that there will be some improvement on the, the version of this report card that comes out in four or five years. I hope the grades overall do pick up. So 
I also made a point last night. Imagine being a player who gave a failing grade to Jerry Jones and then trying to walk back into that facility because he managed to get all A's. Rightfully so. He does spend a lot of his money very well. But right. I don't think I'd want to be a cowboy that said that Jerry's he, money that he spent on this giant palace yep. in he, Arlington. He also be this, the one guy who would somehow find a way to, to figure to out get his, all. Oh, yeah, the anonymity here is really important. He's the one who did he, this. He, he would find That's out. He would hire a lot of PIs to go through, a lot of gumshoes. I feel like he would call them gumshoes. Absolutely. Big He'd gum be a big gumshoe guy. guy. Uh, but we'll take a quick break, come back. We'll play This or That. Homestretch, ESPN, Kansas City. Welcome back in. Briscoe with us. An abbreviated version of this or that scale of one to ten. How much do you care about the Aaron Rodgers saga and drama? Eight. I'm kind of back right now. As soon as oh. he like lets it drag on too long, I'm not going to stay invested. But right now, I want to know what happens. I'm a negative three. Dude went eight and nine last year. Who cares? I'm not personally invested. Really, I just I'm following it. It's it's just drama. Dude's more washed than your favorite blanket. Does the combine help or hurt? More players. I currently need to wash my favorite blanket. Um, I think it probably helps more, but that might even end up being a kind of an equilibrium. I don't really know. What is your favorite combine event? I probably. It's really basic, but probably the forty because mm. I like a little overlay. I like to have a little fun with it. I don't really want to watch it. The bench is kind of fun. I'll also watch the bench. The gauntlet. Actual new there answer. we go. Sorry, the gauntlet's my actual answer. Briscoe can run, run. Uh, which event would you beat me or the majority of folks at the station at? What event, if you're like, yeah, that that's me. If I could get one rep of 225, I could knock out pretty much the whole station. But that's the key. I don't know if any of us here are getting 225 on bench press. I don't know either. We work in radio. We're I, the most out of Dylan's like, yeah, I could do it. Can you do it, Dylan? Once upon a time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, three times. Once upon a time. We're going I right do a now. Three rep max. If we, if we, here's what I'll say. If we did, did we, we all agreed on a weight and we're just trying to rep it, I would take myself on the bench. Okay. Uh, which event, oh, no, I already asked that one. Did the Chiefs bring back Colin Saunders? Uh, probably. Yes. Let me suggest. Trade or extend Legereus Sneed? Uh, extend the trade value is just not going to be there on him, I don't think, especially in the last year of his rookie deal. That number's still good. With Colin Saunders, I looked up on Spot Track. It was two year, $12.8 million was the going rate. Out, right? it, that w- feels like a lot. It feels like a lot, but also it feels like a team would do it. I feel like that's the, the, the max number I would give for Colin Saunders to come back. It feels a little high to me, but I'd have to get a little in the weeds. Thin mints or shortbread? Thin mints are my favorite. Thin mints at room temp or thin mints in the fridge? you got to throw those thin mints in the freezer, baby. <laughs> line dance to Copperhead Road or Cupid Shuffle? Oh, man, I hate line dances. I know you do. I hate <laughs> line dances. What was the first option? Copperhead Road or uh, Cupid Shuffle? Can you see Shuffle? me a bar at Copper, Copperhead Road? Uh, how many Panic! The Disco songs get played at your wedding? Over, under, two. I'll take the over on two and a half. Alligator or crocodile? Ooh, crocodile. Family feud or Jeopardy? Family feud. Bears go Bryce Young or stick with Justin Fields? Stick with Justin Fields. Home stretch here. ESPN Kennedy. We're out till tomorrow, 3 to 4 p.m. That's not right. Back.